So yeah. much good stuff. He didn't cry. Like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> That's pretty good. Jada Pinkett Smith has a lot of stubble. I actually don't know what she looks like. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Swallow. Buckle up, baby. Oh, my God. That was the longest pregame setup we've ever had. Yeah. We just set up for the last... Not because it was hard, just because we were busy. And we hardly even talked. We didn't even talk about the good stuff. We want to save the good stuff. Yeah. So much good stuff. What yeah. do you want to start with today? By the, time, by the time this comes out, the Will Smith thing might be old already, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. You went, uh, you played, you went on stage last night at Comedy Central, stand, at, stand, <laughs> at Stand Up New York last night. I went on stage last night at you Comedy opened, Central. You opened for uh, Elon Gold. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we'll talk about that. Yeah. And I like uh, this little summary. Stay tuned. Yeah. For the bullet points. But let's well, we, cover let's cover the so hot topics yeah. while they're still hot. They All won't right. be next week, and yeah. we will be right on So here's my idea for the Will Smith thing. So yeah. we don't have to listen to each other. We'll just say our takes at the same time, and okay. then we'll move on. Go first. <laughs> there you go. What do you think? <laughs> well, you know, I don't even understand why there's a conversation to be had, other than the fact that it was such a moment. Yeah. There's no debate. He's a fucking animal. What did he that he did that? That is just like we know it's ABC's kid stuff. You don't get up and hit somebody even if you don't like what they say. Yeah. There's all this confusing argument going on. How offensive was the joke? It wasn't that like when people say it wasn't that offensive. It's like, oh, but if it was, he could get up and smack him. Yeah. Did you see Jim Carrey being interviewed no, about it? They asked that? him on some morning show. I was absolutely appalled. I mean, this was just so appalling. And it finally yeah. cast us in the proper shadow. It was the final straw that just told all of us in Hollywood, we're not in the cool club anymore. Wow. It's done. We're done. This is ridiculous. Wow. And the fact that two things, he hit him. Yeah. And everyone just kind of was so spineless. Yeah. And Jim Carrey called this out. Was just like, I'm uncomfortable. And nobody defended Chris Rock. And he should have been taken out of the building. Yeah. And they were just, and then his speech at the end where he's like, I'm just, I, I protect my family. And that's what happened without an apology yeah. to Chris Rock. It was embarrassing. And he laughed at the joke. Then he looks over at Jada <laughs> and she checks him. Yeah. I'm telling you, you could see his, I, I'm, he laughed at the yeah. joke saying, oh, we're supposed to just laugh at offensive yeah. jokes. He looks at her, she makes a face. Mm -hmm. There's something terribly wrong with their relationship. Everybody knows it. He's a deeply insecure person, Will Smith. Every time he talks and is interviewed about himself, he focuses so much more on the fame and the movie stardom yeah. of his career as opposed to the acting. I wanted to be the biggest in the world. I just wanted to. And it's never yeah. enough. He never has enough. He's got a failed marriage yeah. clearly and such deep insecurities that he yeah. felt he had to do that i don't even think he was that angry i think he was more angry at whatever the current state of his relationship yeah. is and he took that out and he lost control i guess there's yeah. no defending it it did do all the bad yeah. things it did it ruined the whole thing and it and it, oh and, and jim carrey said if i was chris rock i would have sued will smith for 200 million dollars because this will live on forever Mm. This will be in perpetuity forever. That image, that idea, will be there forever. Yeah. He, Chris Rock, handled himself like a pro, like a gentleman. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of yeah. me. I mean, I, I heard on on the on the watch, someone was like, "Like, can you imagine if he would have hit Will Smith back, and they were fighting on stage? Like, that would have been well awful." I first <laughs> like, of all, he handled I, himself so well. Yeah. Everybody should watch Andrew Schultz roast of Will Smith because the comedians rallied to defend mm -hmm. Will Smith yeah. and Andrew Schultz did the greatest roast at the intro of the Flagrant 2 podcast covering this subject. I'll, check, I'll put it in. We're oh doing my, links now. I'll put we, the link in. We can watch it later. You'll yeah. die. Yeah. I mean, he just, everybody, he was wearing like a night 
He was wearing a yeah, Fortnite yeah, outfit the whole funny, show. Yeah. He's like the whole episode. We have all gathered together to defend our pa- our brother Chris Rock. So here's what we're gonna do. And yeah. he roasts Will Smith, and it's beautiful. It's yeah. like a beautiful piece of comedy. But what were you saying? You were saying that oh, that he handles himself. Well. Yeah, Chris Rock handled himself very well. Can you imagine all the things Chris Rock? said to himself in the car as a comic of responses by words yeah. that he could have well, used almost because I thought of them. He could have just like looked at him and been like like been yeah. serious for a second. Uh, hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> did you did you hear what he said? After I, I think he he said he said that was a G.I. Jane joke. I coulda and then he stopped. He stopped he, himself. Oh. He, he was about to say what I could have said was oh. but um I'm I'm I was, was so stum- I was so impressed with um with his just lack of response. Like um right. yeah. That, that that's a lot of what I took away. Where from. I felt bad for him was you're so stunned in that moment. Yeah, that, that he felt the what what bothers me about it. I thought he, of course he handled it beautifully and as a professional, yeah. but the fact that he's getting you got to hear me out here. The fact that he's getting this praise and applause for handling it well, mm-hmm. I think speaks poorly and highlights the disrespect that people have for comics mm-hmm. because it's like. Thank you for making us all still feel comfortable, Chris. Even though you had to take a physical assault. He was able to carry on the show. And it's uh-huh. like, God forbid we should all sit with that for a second. We need Chris to rescue us. Even though he's the one who took the punch. Yeah. Well, Do you I'm, see what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm not even talking about what he said afterwards. Just that that he stood there mm. and didn't didn't hit back. He didn't cry. Like, I'm going to cry. Like, that's <laughs> like, that's like humiliating. Yeah. Like I'm not even talking about like like bringing the energy back up like right. he, like he did as as well as he can. I just well, mean, he said Will Smith just I mean, smacked he, he he had his hands behind his back, his face went the other way, and he was like. Well, also he he thought it was obviously some kind of he was trusting. He has leaned into it. Yeah, yeah. And it was such a violation yeah. of what the hell was going on. Yeah, he didn't and, put his hands up. Like, he, and then yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. No, the fact <laughs> that when Will Smith did the keep my wife's name yeah. out your fucking mouth, yeah. and like then you knew fuck. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to. Yeah. And like, there's that moment when I just think we have to take a minute before we start applauding Chris Rock because he deserves it. Yeah. But look to ourselves and say to ourselves, the victim wasn't us for being uncomfortable, even though he saved us and he didn't have to. Right. He got assaulted. Yeah. He got smacked in the face. He could he, he could have, should have just walked away, leaving us all with that. But he took another punch for the team mm-hmm. and just carried on. Yeah. And he deserves praise for that. And we deserve to also look yeah. into ourselves and say, maybe the audience's comfort is not yeah. the most important thing when you're getting physically attacked. So that's the, the part that I'm most fascinated by mm-hmm. is, is outside sort of of both of them personally as celebrities yeah. is, I mean, if you think, if, if you think about, it's it's pretty remarkable that he was allowed to stay in the building. I I mean imagine like I mean if I think Tim Dillon said that if J.K. Simmons walked up, you know like if an old white guy walked right. up and slapped Chris Rock, like <laughs> listen, like, don't make a joke you, about me. <laughs> you can't you can't assault an artist in a venue and yeah. stay and and stay there. Like it, it's pretty wild why he was even allowed to stay at all. But 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 there is something there was there was something there. When he got up and slapped Chris Rock for making a joke about his wife, I think everybody's instinct was, "What was there's something right about this?" Oh God! Like, like, I, so let, let let me explain. It's 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 no, it's not that somebody attacks a comedian on stage for making a joke, mm. but the the whole the whole thing is a delusion. The Oscars is a delusion. Hollywood is a delusion. The fact that the there they are these 
incredibly rich, incredibly powerful, incredibly famous people sitting in these seats waiting to be given an award that they don't need and means nothing is 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 all a delusion like the, the fact that they're they're making they're making up stories and then people are are rewarding them for it they're dressing up in these tux like the whole thing is 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 insane and 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 then for some reason we, we this this sort of thing has become popular where like we invite all these people to this venue we celebrate them and but then we have one of them go on stage and tear them down by making jokes like by roasting them the whole thing is is very strange and isn't and isn't real and doesn't make any sense on like a human level it's just this construct that we've learned to sort of appreciate it's this cultural institution that we appreciate for what it is and i think when he got up when he broke that fourth wall and got on stage and slapped another human for making fun of his human wife everyone was like oh that that makes that makes sense that 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 part of it does make sense and like and like in in terms of like we're all kind of watching america in decline to me it, it was this moment of like the oscars all america might be remembered for at some point is hollywood and the hollywood movie star and like this was like a nick in this like when i think when you see the the chart in a hundred years of like America's decline, this point might be like where it starts going down of like, of like this institution was cracked. Right. The Oscars cracked when he got on stage and slapped and slapped Chris Rock. Hollywood and stardom and celebrity cracked. And, and I think everyone saw that and was like, for a moment, like, no, don't, don't, don't kick him out. Like that, that part of it kind of, kind of works. Oh, okay. I'm not, Time and, for the I'm, rebuttal. I'm not talking about rights and like who can make jokes no, about no, who no, and, no, no. and who can assault. You're just who. saying what it culturally meant. It, it felt. You're saying it what felt what, like it made sense. Yeah. yeah. What you said is very narrowly true mm-hmm. in the sense that what happened was just consistent with the bullshit of it all. No, it was inconsistent with the bullshit. Not of Not really though, because this idea that Will Smith believes he can just get away with that, and he did, uh-huh. sums up the bullshit of it all. I think it 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 exemplifies that these people think these elitist mm-hmm. Hollywood people think they are above the law and above societal norms, and they can just do that. True, and they can. And he did, yeah. So I think it's the opposite. I think when he thinks he can get up there and slap the host, mm-hmm. then he sits down, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. He's Will Smith is comforted and then given best actor and people sheepishly and cowardly clap because they just want to be it sums up what it's all about. And the rest of us watching, it it, draws a line in the sand like this is just it's the end. It's it's, over. It sums it up. But now we're talking about how it's wrong. So so it's 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 proving itself wrong. Exactly. But I'm just saying it's not that Will Smith's. It's not like what Will Smith did was right. It summed up everything that's wrong and the response um, to it. I mean, it, now but, think, let but, that but, stew. But if, if a guy, if a guy outside of that context walked up to you and your wife and made fun of your wife's medical condition, yes. it, it, it wouldn't be on a certain level. All, it wouldn't be inappropriate to assault him. Like Jada Pinkett Smith has a think, lot of stubble. I actually don't know what she looks like. <laughs> I mean, I, I know who she is, but I haven't, I haven't seen. Like, so a she picture. says she's got alopecia, which yeah. is bald, which is hair loss. Yeah, are you, you saying she doesn't really have alopecia? Yeah, you, heard it, you heard it here, folks. I'm saying folks there's an first. awful lot of stubble, and where there's stubble, there's fire. Where there's stubble, there's hair. We know mm. this. We know this. Right. So anyway, and and the truth is, I'm not even so sure he knows she has alopecia, or thought maybe she was shaving for all. And that's and, and either mean, way, he sh- he sh- we make. Yeah. But this idea that oh, it's a medical condition. 
we make fun of people for the way they look all the time, yeah. and it's acceptable, no. and, and it was light, and it's all in good, it's, it's good-hearted. Like, you make fun of people's bushy eyebrows or nose. I mean, no, someone's nose they can't control. You can't yeah. control a medical condition. You ever watch the Comedy Central roast? They're brutal. But it, it, it's, the, it's the same thing. Molly Mavlin, are you it, even it, listening it, to me? <laughs> if, it, if it was at an office party, it, it would also be inappropriate to go up. It would be like, yeah, people get made fun of at office. But office parties are also this weird delusional construct of like, yeah, we, yeah, but, but, we put on okay, suits and pretend wanted, to be friends with each other. So that's what I wanted to speak yeah. to. You're speaking to the general theater of life. Like, we do a lot of these things uh, that are yeah. pure part of story and and, but, and but, theater, but, but that's but, that's but, life. But this is the this might be the pinnacle of a theater of life. Yes, because it's On about so many, fake stuff. It's about theater. It's theater about, about theater. Like a it's, wedding, it's, a real thing is happening. But you're putting on this whole show, and you don't want to disrupt that when somebody gets up and makes an awkward speech at the wedding or disrupts the aisle or the service yeah. or the ceremony. But it's, it's wonderful a, when it happens. It's yeah, because it breaks. It it, it, it violates. It feels the, human. It feels human, but yeah. it violates that. There is a sacred space in which. There's decorum, and there's also like right and wrong. You can't yeah, hit yeah, but, yeah, but the, that sacred space has been co-opted. The Oscars take what church should be and, yeah. and use it for themselves. Like yeah. if it happened in church, it w- it would be weird. But but they're 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 they've stolen church. So when it happens there, it's kind of wonderful. But so what I'm saying is, I actually think what what you're saying is what this whole incident demonstrated is how detached and removed the Oscars and the Oscars culture and yeah. and Hollywood culture is. From societal norms. Mm-hmm. How many people watch these movies that won? Nobody cares anymore. Right. They're not hits. Nobody right. cares. There's the commercial. There's the world that we are, all are yeah. in. There's TikTok. There's social yeah. media. There's people trending. There's things that are happening. And then there's these guys who are basically ivory tower artists making their shit that nobody cares about. So they clap. So this, it's not that I didn't want to take, see Will's, uh, Chris Rock take a hit for it. But at least it proved themselves wrong yeah. in the way they handled Will Smith. That yeah. was the whole thing. You were like, he sits down and then they just clap. They looked so yeah. pathetic. Yeah. And I applaud Chris yeah. Rock from doing that for for handling himself. But like the fact that he felt he needed to yeah. be responsible as like the presenter to keep it going. Yeah. It's like you deserve so much more credit, even even more than he's getting, just because it's almost like he doesn't have to do that. We don't have to. It's not our right to f- continue to feel comfortable when someone just got physically assaulted. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing if something in the room went down and he and yeah. he persevered and he plowed through. Yeah. You can't ask an entertainer to take physical abuse. Right. It's just like that's that's over the line. Yeah. The lights go out, something happens, somebody weird here happens, somebody shouts something out and he get and he makes it through great. Like yeah. you gotta work with that. Right. But don't right. take so it. So the, the other part of it also is that is, is is like you said, movies now feel less relevant and less important than they ever have. Yeah. And and so and so the Oscar that that um the etiquette of the Oscars being so broken in that way. Also felt sort of appropriate because because the whole thing yeah, is, so I think, is less important than it used to be. But saying it felt right is the wrong word. It just felt like accurate to what we're accurate, watching. Accurate, fitting. It felt fitting and accurate. But also like and the lack of moral character within Hollywood. The fact that people could yeah. all unequivocally condemn this. They were interviewing people afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I think Will did what he had to do. It, it, I think I'm like there were people who were morally confused about this. Not because they didn't know what happened or if it wasn't, yeah. but they knew and they were just they're spineless. Well, because it was so well because you you saw a, a crazy person do something crazy. It it. it felt it felt it didn't feel like a moral thing it you know felt, it did though in the sense that all a, of this all of this talk about toxic masculinity and without the talk of masculinity in other words there's toxic masculinity yeah. maybe whatever yeah but there's also masculinity which is a virtuous right. thing standing up to aggression yeah having moral clarity no right. you can't do that and the fact that people uh, yeah. are so confused about this right yeah you know 
I, I agree. I mean, I think probably what it makes highlights it, what that makes, confusion. What makes and it more confusing? It was it was the Oscars has been trying to be more inclusive, mm-hmm. and two people of color <laughs> have an altercation on stage. Yeah. So what do we do now? Like, great. What are we gonna do? Kick these two like right. black icons out of our venue? Like, well, not two. It's just confusing. One. <laughs> Um, right, or, 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 or even one. Like, yeah. like we're trying here. The answer is yes. <laughs> it's, but I'm it's, glad it's there's, I'm, but I'm glad there's no racial confusion about it. Like it wasn't like he went up and slapped a white guy or whatever. Yeah, that's because true. then we would have been having an, a useless, meaningless, irrelevant conversation I about agree, that. Yeah, can't say it was that. Right, can't say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and imagine how shameful Hollywood would look if it was a white person that he slapped and people were like defending him that much more. Like yeah. it would have been, it would have been just so much uglier. Yeah. Something I thought about also was, you know, Chris Rock talks about like growing up like poor in DC mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, like when you grow up in a rough neighborhood and you get like, he it's, talks not, about, it's, it's not the first time he's been punched in the face. He and, talks about it all the time. like showed. He talks about was, it in time. He went yeah. to therapy for like getting bullied all the time. He's yeah. a small like yeah. guy. Like if I, I don't, yeah, if I got punched in the face like that, I would be shocked. Mm-hmm. He, he's kind of seemed to know what to do with himself. <laughs> he was you just like, like, all right. Will Smith just, <laughs> that sucks. I was amazed. I mean, I think that the meme culture within 10 minutes, there were full blown remixes with drops and EDM tracks on TikTok. <laughs> Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Up, 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 up. Yeah. I'm like, man. And then like uh, Nicole Kidman, a new meme is born. <laughs> like everybody got the stills. It's like a feeding frenzy yeah. of the online news space. It was like, this happened. Yeah. You know, that was hilarious. It'd be amazing if the Oscars just came back and it was basically the VMAs next year. Like, everyone just wore, like, T-shirts and, and pants, and they're just like, we're done with all this now. One of the comments <laughs> was so funny. It was like, this is some early 2000s shit. I love it. And Tim <laughs> Dillon, to- of course, he posted, there is a god. <laughs> just because he loves, yeah, you know. Kanye walked away a big winner also. Like exactly. that's, that's how a gentleman handles it. He's like, he just got on, got off. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. Anyway, yeah. so that's our hot take on that. We actually agree. We, was, I, uh, I hear what you were saying and yeah. I think we crystallized well, I, it. I didn't even realize there was the comedian's take on it until I saw your meme about it. What, um, that we were all, they were that all like, awesome. oh, great comedians can't say jokes now? I didn't, I didn't even see, I didn't even consider that. I mean, because I, well, we'll shift into comedy. Yeah. You know, in being a musician and being a comic, like, I have seen that you know you can one can make an argument that there's n- no more disrespected artist than the comic because mm-hmm. you you give the audience this impression that we're just shooting the shit and there's not an act that's been worked out and slaved over being presented to an audience mm-hmm. you know and I you know chefs get disrespected they know somebody doesn't like something whatever but in the moment in real time during a live performance yeah. heckling like at, at at concerts you know the music can kind of take care of heckles yeah. you just play through it. But with comedy, everything is dependent on timing and space and silence and dynamics. So comics get disrespected all the time and people do come on stage. They get drunk and they yeah. violate that space. So everybody's rallying around. This is the ultimate do, violation. Do you think that. there's like a heckler's community that feels empowered now? Like they're, they're getting <laughs> together. Finally. Some comics are like, this is going to cause people to feel empowered to get up on stage and hit comics. I think it will. I don't know. In the end, he doesn't look very good. We'll see. Yeah. It, it, it takes it takes only unique types of people in the regular population yeah. to do this, but you know they're all like "fuck you, Will." Like it's it, it what it is is like Chris Rock comes mm. from the com- comedians community, mm. so those like the comedians of Hollywood that really are like at home in the club more than more. And Chris Rock does a lot of movies. Obviously, he's a movie yeah. star too, but he's in, he's one of the he's a comic. Mm-hmm. So like, what's interesting is. 
like they're the people in Hollywood that are kind of looking around like Jerry Seinfeld said, like, we don't feel like we're supposed to be here, by the way. We should be sitting in the back. Like, what the hell is this? Interesting. You know, because they right. spend time. They still they still have to go back to the they clubs. Perform. They perform yeah. live. Um, and they're around real people. And when, they're not actors. Yeah. They sometimes do act. But actors by nature are a lot more, even more insecure. And they're always like being directed. And yeah. I've seen it in, in they're working on sets and everything is like protected and polished and pre-recorded and you're never live in front of the audience so comedians sort of have a different angle on this um and obviously come to his defense seeing this as the ultimate hollywood elitist versus the new versus comedy you know the at war on comedy kind of thing that you can get away with it but um so they rallied around him yeah um but speaking of comedy yeah so we had an interesting night last night yeah i performed stand-up at mm -hmm. stand-up new york i was there michael was there <laughs> I did one of Michael's jokes in there in the set, and it worked. Killed. Crushed. <laughs> the crush got me a standing ovation. It was a laugh. It got a laugh. I don't know what to say about it. What do you want to say? Yeah. What do I want to say? Yeah. Um, it was cool to see you do it. Mm -hmm. It was cool to see you uh, get a great response. It was cool to see you have fun. How good was it, though? Like... On a scale of one, of, of, Here, of amazing give, to phenomenal, I'll give it like <laughs> like on the scale of how the night itself went. Yeah, like let's say the headliner Elon Gold was a ten because it was his night. Yeah, and he did a good show. Sure. Like um, like how much better could it have gone for you? Like I I would have to give it like an eight or nine. I don't think it could have oh, gone. Thank you. No, I, I shouldn't say that. I, I I would I would give it like like it, it could it could have been a ten. Like it could have been like an amazing. Sh like and like the jokes were like killer and like you killed it and everyone's like I'm gonna go see Ami's show next but but just in terms of of how good it could have gone for you at the stage that you're at I don't think it could have gone that much better for you like you got you, you had fun people liked you people were cracking up like I think you were the best opener people I think had the most fun during your opening set and and there were and there were other good comics so like I right. think you should be really proud um. Okay. Yeah. What is that? Is that? Is we that can end good, the segment there. Is that a good review? <laughs> That's a very was, nice review, Michael. I was Michael. really happy for you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I felt great. Yeah. Um, not in some sort of like. I, you know, I'm just being honest with how I felt yeah, doing what, it. Yeah, that's it's more like, not to toot my own horn. I did feel good, and it was the yeah. first time like I was doing comedy, and I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. I got to that point right. where I had worked stuff out enough that I put in enough time into the material, that I could just like. Assess how I feel about stand-up from a pure, prepared performance standpoint, and mm -hmm. it does feel great, and I had a good time, and I'm performing again tonight, right. and I don't want to make the mistake of feeling invincible to a bomb. Just Even though you have one good set, I know seasoned performers and whatever i know like you're you're just one you're one show away from like you're, you're only as good as your next bomb and then you hop back on it so i don't want to feel like i'll just kill tonight because last night went well so i don't want to even talk about it like right. that i'm still going to get into my head and do it but it's, it's just a fascinating interesting endeavor and experience yeah. and it's a, a testament to like the things we talk about like making doing affirmations yourself and committing to things and yeah you know I've been committing to like getting to that. I was at this. I was at Stand Up New York a few weeks ago, seeing a friend perform, and I'm yeah. like, and it doesn't just happen. There are things that point to it, but I was able to be on that side of it, and that's what I've just wanted to yeah. do for a while: be on that side of it, yeah. on the stage yeah. performing stand up for a live I, audience and seeing how I fare and getting over that little bit of imposter yeah. syndrome to do it. And uh, that yeah. that was a bit that was very big for me in terms of feeling like like I belong on here in this in this zone to do this. 
And uh, yeah, uh, I'm just going to keep at it, head down and doing it. It's I really know. cool. So I have, I have two things. One is I think probably last time we went to a comedy club together, yeah, yeah, yeah you were sitting in the audience going, man, mm. I really got to start doing this because it's going to be too late soon. Yeah. So it was very when cool. When was that? Because I thought probably we went to Old Man probably Hustle. Probably when we saw... Um, uh, oh, yeah, you're talking I mean, about Schultz? Yeah, like, you're yeah, talking about like, we went to a oh, show yes, together, yes, yeah. Yes. So it was very cool seeing you waiting with the other comics on the side of the oh, stage, cool. waiting to get on stage. That was very cool yeah. for me. And I also have that, like, instinct to be like, I could do this and, like, I, I could be good at this. But but it's not, I don't have the, the drive to, I don't want it. I would love to that see you do enough. it though. I, I think I, it would be. I think if you, I, I think if you try. got to the, if you got to a yeah. comfort level where you could deliver yeah. your jokes, I I want to try purely as you that, did it I, once. Yeah, I did it once. I I want to be that guy who's in the comedy scene with no ambitions to be like a professional comic, just <laughs> right. like a guy who hangs at the club who does sets. But you were a writer. You could write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm saying, but I don't have the ambition to like. I mean, I have my own ambitions. Right. Like I I, I watch the Oscars and I'm like, I want to be sitting in that seat. Being nominated, like that's how I feel as but, a what? As, as a writer, right? Or like director, but I, I don't sit in the comedy club going like, man, I want, I want my own show. I so I have, I have different things. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, the second thing was, let's. How much better do you think your set was last night than it would have been having done all the work? Then it would have been if you hadn't done any of the work and Elon Gold DM'd you and said, hey, man, I'm going to be in New York. You think you could do five minutes? Having never got, having not done oh, any of the work. I, it would have been. You know, with an audience, a real audience, <clears throat> what you learn in comedy is like when you work stuff out at open mics and mm -hmm. in front of like other comics, it's one thing. And then at a show's energy, mm. maybe the impressions could have saved me, but because you, you had I, got I, on stage at like pace off programs, right? Oh, God, don't bring that you up. You can't compare it? I bombed. Oh, I thought you did well. No. Oh. I wasn't supposed to get up at, at like one of these things that I did once. That was a disaster. It's like a trauma for me, but it's uh. good. It's part of my little fabric of a story mm -hmm. that I got up in the wrong context. I was asked to do it last minute. So I was like, all right, let me see if I can do this. Stand up. You go out there unprepared. You could have beginner's luck, but the chances of bombing um, would have been very high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've learned a lot before I got on this set. So like, what did you, what's something you learned from doing your set at open mics? Like joke structure and writing is yeah. so important. So specifically, is there something you changed from the first show to last night that wasn't I working? Think, I think it's just tightening up and process, like taking stuff that I think is kind of funny mm -hmm. and really mapping it out to know where, like trimming all the fat down. Mm -hmm. So that I know what I'm doing and it takes time to just find your voice on stage, like what that is going to be. Mm -hmm. It's not just conversational. I mean, if, if you come around full circle to it feeling that way. We watch these like Netflix specials where you see these like headliner acts and that's different than a tight five. Yeah. You know, you get these guys in there and they're loose and, you know, working with the crowd and stuff. But you, you get a tight five. You got to there's you know, you don't have people who know you yet. It's a whole different approach to doing that and a different strategy going in every line has to carry some intention of funny in it mm -hmm. in some way so i wasn't even conscious of those things if i was just asked last minute to do something mm -hmm. i've been asked in the past in front of audiences like just impressions like give me your best this and i can improv and have fun in those i don't know if i could do five minutes or right. set i did like eight minutes last night but yeah. I, I don't think i could do eight minutes of that Without, I mean, I would have been even I mean, to, to the extent going. that I was anxious about it. I would have been shitting my pants if I had. But the truth is, I wouldn't have known how like yeah. prepared I have to be. I don't think. I don't think the chances of it not going yeah. well would have been, or not, or well, maybe maybe well enough to like pass for an audience. 
but not be legitimate, not, not pass the legitimate factor yeah. of like proper stand up to me. Yeah. And I don't think you have to necessarily get too caught up in what proper stand up is, mm -hmm. but there is a sense of like, you know, like you said, the other comics were like laughing at some of the stuff I was saying too. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're in it, you can recognize if how somebody's doing it and what their writing is. You know, it's a funny thing when you get there and you hear the laughs, like you're aiming for that. So like you expect them before they do. And, and you, it's different than being funny casually and socially. Because yeah. when you're casually and socially funny, it just comes to you. But in this, like you're doing an act. So all, all of that consciousness about the technical aspect of writing stand-up and performing it, I've been in, I've had more time to, to work out. So right, right, does right. that answer the question? So not I don't, really, not really. do I think it would have bombed? It's possible. Very possible. Yeah. Not bond. Yeah. No, no. You, you and I would have been very uncomfortable. You did answer this. I, I, cause I, I'm always interested in hearing the real nitty gritty from writers, but, and, but especially standups yeah. of like, um, Ak 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 Akash Singh talked about yeah. this a little bit, um, about like, like, I, I mean, like literally, is there a line? that you thought was working and you went to open mics and it didn't get laughs and you're like, I got to trim that out or like, I got to move that here or there where like, yeah, you know, you wouldn't know that unless you literally workshopped it with yes. the crowd. Yes. Yeah. Everything that I did, it's not the, what I first started doing. Yeah. I've tweaked things. Yeah. I used so from Tyler's show till tonight. You yeah. I, I've definitely yeah. tweaked things and set things up a little better and said, well, this needs a little more, more of this and actually mm -hmm. take that word out. I don't need to say like filler words. Yeah. Like, eh, anyway, so like, I don't know, like all that stuff can yeah. go out. You right. can just breathe. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of fat that was trimmed out of mm -hmm. like, uh, like talking, like, you know, filling in that space. Cause you get a little, yeah. And I saw a funny thing with like Mark Norman, who was talking about I, like advice for comics. It's like, you just got to write, you know, write, write. And when you're in that space and you're feeling a little uncomfortable, push a little more in that joke. Just keep pushing it through because then what happens is you get into like no man's land and it forces you back into yourself. And then mm. you can kind of be loose again, even though you're afraid. Now you're like, oh, okay. And then like, it forces you to be yourself again. Mm. So he was giving these interesting, does yeah. that make sense? Like yeah. when you're on stage and you're trying a bit, yeah. oftentimes you get scared of the bit. Like, eh, it's not happening out and you retreat. Yeah. You try the bit out, but he says, push through that yeah. and play with it more. Yeah. And then the audience goes with you. So a lot of it is comedy is confidence plus preparation, but confidence. Right. Right. Like I believe in this bit. And if you don't, you don't. Yeah. But the confidence can kind of take people. My favorite thing is seeing someone like Eli last night. He's so comfortable just treating the stage and the audience mm -hmm. like, like basically like they're robots. Mm -hmm. Like he, he, he's not afraid of silence. Right. And he's just working out his thing up right. there. Right. And I, lo I love seeing comedians do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Just like, I mean, to get to a place like that must be really nice where you're like, I have the set coming on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try this thing out. See what happens. Yeah. And uh, takes balls. Yeah. And time, right? He's probably done it for a few years. He was on a season of Curb with Elon. He's been, he's on this past yeah, season. Like a whole season? Or? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen, I don't watch the show, but that's you pretty do, cool. right? No, I, I don't think watch people it. recognize him outside and we're making I don't watch it. Um, um, I've seen, obviously, seen. I don't, have you ever seen an episode? What? Have you ever seen an episode of Curb? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've watched, I've watched, I'm, I'm like three seasons behind. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Not my favorite kind of humor. I mean, I, I appreciate Kurt, but it's also like uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was there any other hot topics for this week's episode? We're going to wrap up shortly because we're pressed. Did I have a... Um, but that's... It's, oh, I mean, I, Elon Gold was so funny. <laughs> I have great. to say, he was really funny. His, Very tight uh, writing and... You know. uh, some of the stuff, like he introduces it and you're just like waiting to cringe. Because it's so, 
like packaged yeah. and like, but he like, God bless him, he <laughs> made me laugh. Yeah, I was cracking the up. The Rodney Dangerfield thing. Oh, I, I love was that. Really funny. I love that. And also, like, it's fun. What's what he's cultivated with our community, yeah. the Yidden, the Jews. It's like he, you can. There's so much funny there, yeah. but you can only do that. The truth is, you can do a lot more than you think, probably with the secular audience, mm-hmm. and they find it funny. You just invite them into your world, but you can go. You don't have to work as hard yeah. in terms of like setup. Yeah. For you know, religious Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> it was just that was great. I was yeah. dying from that. I, I was also pretty shocked. We talked about this a little bit, but I guess I'm not exposed to this. But how right Trump leaning the like from world is. You like, you're not aware of that. I uh, where how would I be where? I mean, you must be like aware. They. I, I'm aware of it in so like, many people love in, him. I'm aware of it in the Hasidic world of yes. it, but I'm not. I'm not really exposed to like the yeshivish five towns sort of world. But at what, all. what would you have assumed? <laughs> Um, no, I guess I've, I've heard it, I've heard it, but I've never experienced it firsthand of like all your references to like Alex Jones and like, like all your, all your right wing references I, I were, were very, very well received. Were they? Cause when I did Alex, it was just quiet. Maybe it's just too overwhelming an impression. Well, I guess Alex Jones is like alt-right. He's yeah. not, he's not like, he's But not the like few right laughs wing. I get, I pointed them out, which I kind of like that. I did that. Yeah. We have identified the alt-right. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, no, I think you did really well, but, um. No, like, I mean, anytime anyone mentioned Trump, there were, like, claps. And, like, the women, the women were, like, clapping for Trump. It was, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. 2024. Yeah. He's oh, my run. God. I paid $75 for my tank of gas today. Wow. I'm, like, the Democrats aren't going to win again. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you like could have designed, forget where you stand. If you love Biden, you're a Democrat. If you could have designed a worse term, you couldn't. You couldn't have designed a worse oh, term for a president. Yeah, the brink of nuclear war. <laughs> Everything they said was going to go wrong in Trump's time, nuke, all this horrible disaster, yeah. end of the world thing, is actually happening now. It's possible Trump did design it. <laughs> all I'm saying is, like, every, in almost every dimension, foreign policy, yeah, gas bad. prices, Even everything. Will Smith. <laughs> got so angry. We lost Will Smith. We lost Will Smith. Just the idea of, like, yeah. things that people can actually see and feel. Not like, you know, the inflation rate yeah, and the debt yeah. ceiling is off the charts. Yeah. You can say that to an audience. You can say that to voters. They're like, I don't know. Everything yeah. seems fine. And you can, you can make up the stuff. Oh, what Obama's been doing is drone strikes and this and that. But people don't care. Yeah. They care like, holy crap. Like, they care during Jimmy Carter's administration yeah. when there's hostages. Yeah. And you can see it. And the gas prices are off the yeah. charts. And, and there's a plane full of people hanging off. Yeah. I don't <laughs> It's not that... It's not that we have bad leaders yeah. internationally. It's that our leaders are dumb folks. They're dumb. <laughs> and they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Elon Gold had a really funny line. I saw his like, trumpet. He's like, Putin, I hate him, but I like him. <laughs> I hate him, but I like him. But I hate him, but I like him. <laughs> it was really funny. Everyone's got different Trump impressions. That's what I love. He's got a look. He's got like a Trump. His lips are like Trumpy. Uh, people do Trump accurately in so many different it's ways. so funny, yeah. I hate him, but I like him because I'm this China, China, China. It's like he pushes that part. Yeah. Some people are like, I go like, well, I'll tell you what, folks. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that elite is a dumb, folks. Very dumb. <laughs> Remember we saw Tyler's impression of him? They're racist. He's like, he's like they're tough. When he says something like uh, horrible, he goes loud and yeah. he says something nice. He's like, I love, I love the people. They're beautiful people. But these other people, they're racist. <laughs> <laughs> they're terrible, folks. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. And then there's other guys. There's a guy in SNL who does a great Trump. I don't know if you've seen that guy. No. Oh, my God. He does like a, so what, what are you saying? He does the lips, the person, you know, when he talks. And he's like, well, the, well, you know, these people, they don't know what they're doing. There's like old 
old school Trump from the 90s. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very kind of different, folks. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love it. There's a million of them out there. Yeah. We are here, and everybody kind of tries to pick apart people's yeah. different things. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but it was... was. And then um, the first. The first comedian, the host was made like an ant, like a, a joke against Biden, mm-hmm. which I kind of c- 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 came out of nowhere. Yeah, but people loved it. I don't it's remember. it's it's funny, like the like people who leave the Orthodox world, you'd mm-hmm. expect them to also become like super liberal because that's just like oh. hip. Yeah, right. but like like when they leave the Orthodox world, but then like remain politically Orthodox, I find very funny. <sighs> One thing I've been bothered by. It's just like the cringe factor of sometimes at these open mics, people are like so liberal in New York City. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not brave or funny. Yeah. It I, reminds me of like when they, that bit, some, someone did a bit about criticizing Harry Potter in front of uh, Norm MacDonald um, about comparing it to the Bible and how it's about a, uh, you know, magic. No, no, Harry Potter made some jokes saying, knocking it, yeah. how it's just like the Bible and it's all bullshit, haha. And Norm MacDonald, responds as the judge do you see that and he goes I, I, you know uh jk rowling said that uh you know she said that uh her book was actually very much inspired by christian theologies i didn't like the joke at all i didn't think it was funny at all and he like destroys this person he i've heard him say actually before he I don't died like he, he reads he's like i read the bible every night he's he was like really into the bible before he died yeah, but you don't know you don't know no, what, no he was serious you don't know what's real I think I think you're serious. Yeah. He's like, I'm I'm very I'm very moved by the stories. The I stories don't, are incredible. Uh, <laughs> incredible. It does, it does, I don't even he's, have. He's like, don't get me don't don't get this guy started on stories. Oh my god, the stories in the Holocaust with the planes going over the camps and the how the gas chambers couldn't possibly like do like don't get this guy started on the Holocaust. Jeez, and like he just totally throws his co-host under the bus. Like, oh, oh, he's about, like, I'm not a Holocaust denier at all. <laughs> he that show so he's like, much. I'm Jewish. <laughs> I missed that show. Yeah, this guy is a Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah, bring up but numbers. Hitler. Yeah, bring up numbers. I keep telling him six Apparently million. He's like, he's, Hitler's, like, he's like, would you kill Hitler? He's like, but he's dead. I didn't even know he was sick. <laughs> Norm Macdonald. Oh my really? god, where did he say that? It's That's on this. There's so clips funny. all over of that amazing show. Is That's... it? Is it his Netflix show? It's just his online no, show. It was like uh, online. I think it was on YouTube. I didn't even know he was sick. He was a terrible man, though. <laughs> you can't touch the guy. It's just like a genius. Like uh, I, a- I think I'm going to do, if, if I do that, there's a, a event at a shul, at a synagogue, where uh, it's called Secondhand Comedy, mm. where everyone uh, picks oh. a stand-up bit to do. I think I'm going to do Norm MacDonald. very brave to do Norm. I'm going to do his Hitler joke <laughs> about a Hitler's dog. You know that joke? Go ahead. How, like, um, where he's like, you know, Hitler had a dog. So there was at least one living thing in this world that was like, oh, my God, Hitler's coming home. Oh, my God. No, guys, you don't understand. Hitler's the best. I love Hitler. And, like, he comes home and licks Hitler's face. <laughs> and he's just talking about how much Hitler's dog loves Hitler. Um, and I think it's great. That's a great joke. <laughs> I wish you best of luck with an Orthodox Jewish crowd and Hitler's dog. Thanks. Thank you for coming out last night, Michael, and thank you for the support. You're welcome, man. It's my pleasure. Being my co-host. My pleasure. Uh, and for filming me and yeah. taking your mother-in-law with you as your date. Yes, she's a fan of the pod. Big fan of the pod. Yeah. We didn't talk about her as much as she wanted us to today. No. Well, I call. I, told, I, I called all her listeners, and she was the only one who wanted to come. So I, I love when we met at, I think it was uh, uh, the Briss. She comes mm-hmm. up to me and goes... Maybe I don't remember what it was, but she was like proving her fandom. She was like, "I'm a boomer and I have trouble getting up, just like you said. Yeah. I take a long time." <laughs> so cute. 
and this and the inf- thank you for the in- insomnia cookie that I was able to finish myself. You're welcome. Got You're some welcome. friends coming tonight too, so it should cool. be good. All right. That is episode 24. 24 next week, the 25th anniversary of our first pod. Pod. Well, it's going well. That's what an anniversary is, right? 25th time you do something.